Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Snapper, otherwise known as Hot Wheels, back to tell you about the Cosmo Walk Run Roll by K. This time it's going to be a little bit different because this time we are doing a superhero theme for the Walk Run Roll 5K. It's their 15th anniversary. We want to go big, we want to go super, and we plan to do just that. So come dressed as your favorite superhero or supergirl. Come out, all you Wonder Woman fans, all you Supergirl fans, and Batman and Superman and Spider-Man fans alike. On October 16th, it's a Saturday, for the Walk, Run, Row 5K. The registration link will be above my head. Sign up today. Online registration does end on October 12th though, but you can still register on the same day as the event. So no excuses, still come out and join us no matter what, even if you miss the deadline and have tons of fun. But there is one other special part about this particular 5K because last year we went virtual it was still fun. I was glad to see all the pictures, I was glad to see all the videos, but there was still one thing missing. All of you. And that's why I'm happy to announce that there is one special thing that we get to do this year as opposed to last year. But to tell you a little bit more about it, I had to go to a little bit of a special place. If you can't tell, I am here at McNamara Park. We are doing it live this time. I missed being there. I know all of my Cosmo friends and family missed being there. Get out of the house, have fun with a bunch of people, and let's just have a good old-fashioned super time. And welcome back everybody to the Turnbuckle presented by Bruce Nation Productions right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. If, we if you're just tuning in, we have cover have covered, covered, covered the plane ride from hell. And unless something else breaks from that, we plan to never really address it again. Uh, we will keep you up to date on Tommy Dreamer, Ric Flair, and all the uh, comings and goings, the good and the bad, on all that. Other than that, I don't plan to ever address this all again. I'll point you to the archives. All right. 
let's go ahead and let's talk a little NXT 2.0. First, I want your overall overall thoughts on the show. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you you know what what are your thoughts? And then we'll go. We'll, we'll talk some matches. McCarthy, I'll start with you. Thoughts overarching on NXT 2.0. Vince McMahon and the boys are taking over. Uh, I mean, I like the not dark arena. That was kind of nice. Like there, there, there's definitely some differences that we might need to get used to. Um, I'm not going to chastise them for it. Like they're they're trying to do what they can to introduce new guys. Did they introduce a little too many at once that we've never heard of? Maybe. But they're trying something new to get the ratings up. I thought a lot of the storylines and things that happened on the show that were good. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That was the greatest wrestling wedding I've ever seen. So, I mean, all in all, I'd have to say it should be considered a successful successful broadcast for them. What say you, Napper? Overarching thoughts before we get into specifics on NXT? Uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought it was probably one of the better NXTs they've had for a little while. I agree with McCarthy. They may be overexposed on the the new talent, probably. Maybe a little bit too much new blood in there. Uh, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more of the old school NXT that we've seen for the last couple months. But at the same time, we got introduced to quite a few new guys. And to be honest, the people that they did bring in, I didn't think like any of them took away from the show. In fact, quite a few of them I thought added to the show and... I was grateful for it because it's like, where have these people been? Because they added an element. Because for a while there, it did seem like NXT was getting to the point where it was like, oh, wow, it's the same match again. Yay! I like the setup. I, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to like the uh, large tower with the lights on it that you occasionally see when they turn the camera towards the entrance ramp. Or like the camera zooms out to the point where you can see the entrance ramp. I, it's a little bit too distracting because it's very bright. If they can turn that down a little bit or tone it down a little bit, I'd be grateful for that. But other than that, I thought the production value was way better. I, like McCarthy said, I don't, I didn't care for like the dark, the dark look. So that was good to see a little bit more brightness. I thought the opening interviews that they did with all the competitors in the Fatal Four Way. That looked better. You could tell that was a little bit more crisp. It seemed like the lighting was better when they did those interviews. It wasn't as dark and dingy as we're used to with the old NXT. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just it for the size of the arena they're using, dark and dingy was not the way to go. I think this is way better. They did better with the crowd this time. I think the setup they have now with the crowd looked a lot better because there's a lot more people, it seems like, that you can actually see. So it really you get that crowd vibe again, which is something they were kind of missing, especially with the boards and the glass and all that stuff, to where it's like, is there even a crowd in there? So I thought they did a good job overall. I'd give them probably a B. All right, well, let's talk about uh, wrestling. And speaking of bees, uh, we'll talk about Braun Breaker here in a little bit. But at first, let's talk about a reunion. Tommaso Ciampa won the Fatal 4-Way to become the new NXT World Champion. And that's right, Daddy's home and so is Goldie. Mr. Napper, what are your thoughts? Tommaso Ciampa leading us. I was surprised. I was very surprised. I think when you and I talked last week on either off the show or on the show, 
I think we had narrowed it down to probably either Kyle O'Reilly or like L.A. Knight as the guys we thought were going to win the match. One of them didn't even make it to the match, and the other one had a match earlier in the night, got his butt kicked, and then proceeded to get pinned to lose this match. So I was very surprised. I figured if it wasn't going to be those two guys, they would they would do what probably needed to be done and give it to Pete Dunne. I don't hate the idea. I, I don't hate that Goldie is back with Daddy. And uh, I think it's a... It's weird because they're touting new stars and they're touting this as a rebrand and they're going back to the old NXT where they bring in new blood and then they give it to one of the oldest members of NXT. So that was the only part that really confused me. But, but at the same time, I like it because as a veteran, from a veteran standpoint, the only person to really lead that company into this new rebrand is probably Tommaso Ciampa. What are your thoughts, McCarthy? So I think I think that's one hundred percent correct. Like, like yeah, it's weird that they're trying to go young and Tommaso Ciampa is the champion right now. But if they play their cards right, he's going to give a young up and coming star the biggest rub of his life by defeating him for that NXT championship. Even if it's just LA Knight, like it, it, it can't be understated what Tommaso Ciampa has meant for NXT since he's been there, and I don't think there's anyone else you could have put this title on to really get the ne- start getting the next generation over. Because whoever beats Tommaso Ciampa will be a made man. And then whoever beats them, their star will rise. And so on and so forth. He's probably going to wrestle a lot of young dudes. And hopefully, it gets them over, which is the whole point as a veteran. Yes, you want to be champion. Yes, you want to be featured. But it's also your job to get the younger guys and help them make a name for themselves and help them learn on the job. Well, uh, speaking of younger guys, let's let's talk about uh, the man that was strangely placed in this fateful way, Vaughn Wagner, whoever in the blue hell that is. He looked like the great Khali meets Andre the Giant and Vladimir Kozlov. Uh, it was odd. Uh, what did you think of that, Mr. McCarthy? I thought that was weird, too, because I've never, like, heard of this guy before. But it, it was a good opportunity to, for him to get involved in the main event and not be expected to be the main focus of the match. I think if you were going to introduce him in a main event, this was the way to do it, with three other veterans to help guide him and hide any flaws that are in his game. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I got some things to handle. Hey, brother. I hope All right, you're guys. Good. No, I'm, no good. I'm good. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, see you. It's just me and you. How lonely the feeling is. Are you there, buddy? I'm right here. I swear I'm muted, but I'm right here. All right. So, what do you think? What do you th- what do you think of Von Wagner uh, in his debut? Von Wagner. I like the name. I like it a lot. That's probably offensive, but I, you know, who cares? Uh, I like it. I dig it. I really do. I, I, the kids definitely got some work to do. 
Uh, I think he is a bona fide heel if he would just not smile like he did and make me, you know, actually like the guy. If he would not smile and came out a little bit more angry in that entrance instead of smiling to the crowd, I'd have maybe bought it a little bit more than I already did. But that's just me nitpicking. Uh, but he's got the look. I, I He didn't look bad. I didn't think he looked bad in the ring. So, like McCarthy said, if you're going to put somebody out there and see what they can do, this is the way to do it. He had the opportunity. He was given it. And he ran with it. And I thought he had an element to the match that was really needed. Uh, they didn't really have anybody that was kind of that big monster kind of bruiser kind of guy. Yeah, they had the bruiser weight Pete Dunne, but they needed... They didn't necessarily need it, but it gave that monster to for everyone to kind of play around with and beat up and try to overcome to add to the story. And it did its purpose. I think in time he's going to be a star. But they do have to kind of work with him. Like I said, he should be a he should be heel right out of the gate. And it didn't really come across as like they were trying to make him a heel. It just seemed like they were trying to make him like a happy to be there rookie. I would have him come out mean as hell from the get go. Like he wants to just eat everyone alive because he's got that look. The entrance that they had him, it was almost like a cane entrance where I was like. All right, I can see this. This guy looks mean. They had like the red light on him. All right, I can get behind this. And then he started smiling. I was like, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, but if you would just scowl a little bit, then I'd be happy. <laughs> well, speaking of King, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, I agree. I thought, you know, I think this guy. I, I want to see more of him, but yeah, he looks like a bona fide heel to me, and uh, that wasn't. He looked more like a befuddled baby face. Yeah, and I and I just I, I was I, I was weirded out by that. Uh, boy, I, Vince or Pritchard must not be a fan of L.A. Knight. He lost he lost the first match of the night and then takes the pin here. Uh, have we lost hope in L.A. Knight getting a big run? I haven't. I you know I had that conversation with Ryan a little bit that maybe they've lost hope. I don't think they've lost hope. I think they just needed a guy they felt like could take the punching bag to get people over, and they felt maybe like he was the guy. Because here's the thing: I think that they can easily recognize this. Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe Vince will never see this, but I think they can recognize that no matter what you do to L.A. Knight, the guy can talk his way out of a paper bag, wet paper bag. And uh, he can do basically anything and get himself over. The guy doesn't need to win every single match to get himself over. He's just that damn talented. So I don't think losing two matches in the same night is going to be the end of the career of L.A. Knight. I think in time we're going to see that he's going to find a way to put himself back in the spotlight. And who knows? Maybe he's getting called up to the draft, and maybe that's why they ended up doing this. Maybe he's going to be on SmackDown or Raw, and that's why they were doing it, to try to get other people over. That's a possibility. It's a great, it is coming up. It's a great. It's a great point. You know, I'm a huge LA Knight fan. I think he's got a. I think he's got a ton of charisma. I think he's good enough in the ring. I hope that he gets a big run in that in NXT and the main roster for that matter. But I'll take either one. LA Knight right. versus the Miz. Just saying. I, I'm in. I could. I could watch. I could watch that for three or four months. Because uh, they're just that. They're both that good of talkers. Uh, Andy Harwell and Dexter Loomis finally said, I do. 
Well, it was the greatest wrestling wedding I've ever seen. It 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 uh, was so well done. Um, you, we found out that Dexter keeps that thing on him. If you catch my drift with the uh, with the axe, uh, what do you think of the wedding, Mister Napper? I have to agree with McCarthy. It was one of the best wrestling weddings I've ever seen. Oh, this was incredible. Uh, and it just goes to show you just how much you can get yourself over by the smallest of things. And it was incredible. And you got to give all the credit in the world to Dexter Loomis for playing this gimmick for so long to the point where all it took was saying two words. And he made that place explode. He made the internet explode off two words. That's when you know professional wrestling is doing its job. And that's when you know you have a star in professional wrestling. This was incredible. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to divorce court in about six weeks. <laughs> How many words are we going to get out of Dexter Loomis and that? Divorce court. You know, it's sort of like little people's court back in the ODX. <laughs> Bad out. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. And again, Dexter Loomis has created this character that, that is, uh, it's not quite as interesting to say Bray Wyatt, but it can get to that level. It, it's an interesting character. You kind of wonder about it and then, uh, it's taken this odd turn. I hope it doesn't take an even odder turn, uh, because Indy Hartwell and De- Index ain't lasting forever, boys and girls. Uh, it, it's not going to. That's not the way wrestling works. So I hope we're not about to have a murder mystery with that pickaxe. Well, that'd be tough. Could we see a murder mystery on WWE television? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Im- Impact did one a few months ago, unfortunately, and I wanted to I just I wanted to not watch them ever again. But like uh, with WWE and with NXT, I feel like it would be so corny and jokey that you're just kind of like, eh, okay, I guess we're doing this and whatever. <laughs> like, I, okay, it wouldn't be as gory out. and gruesome as if it was, say, on AEW. Well, all I'm saying is, I, stunning as it may be, I'd like to watch wrestling on my wrestling program. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Braun Breaker debuted, and that is Rick Steiner's son, the Scott Steiner's nephew, Big Papa Pump. Need your hookup. Uh, he debuted, and he defeated L.A. Knight in a hurry. Uh, God, what an awful name, Braun Breaker. Ah, man, that's just miserable. Braun Breaker, Napper, save me. Why'd this happen? I mean, like I said, it it could very well just be that they were looking to get a guy over and they were looking to use somebody that they thought could be cannon fodder enough that it wasn't going to hurt them, it wasn't going to bury anybody, and they felt like L.A. Knight was the guy. Give them all the credit in the world. They put on an incredible match, and I, I was actually surprised that they gave Braun as much time as they did. I agree. I also hate the name. Uh, but you know, I, I thought he had a 33 and one third chance to win and he surprised me. And then minus my 66 and two thirds percents. Uh, look, I don't understand at all why his name is Braun breaker and not, not even we can go Braun Steiner. I don't care. Well, here's the thing. Did you know that, uh, William Regal's son is in NXT UK and they won't even let him use his last name. 
why he's on good terms with the company what what is that see that's what i'm you know that's got what got wrestling twitter and wrestling facebook all up into a tizzy is they won't let them use their last name i wonder like this is the, this is a, a dumb answer or it's you know it's not a it's not a glamorous answer could it really just be that Brown Baker Breaker is just didn't want to use his family's name and like the like the uh, Charlotte Flair promo, she didn't want to do things on the glory of her dad. She wanted to make her own star, and that's just what happened here. Except they gave Braun Breaker a totally horrible, god awful name that I can't even seem to say right a few times. Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Well, Baker. Faker. I don't know. What the hell's his name? Baker Mayfield. Boo! Uh, agreed. <laughs> but, but, here's my thing. It, I, I think it's a case of, if you don't know, I don't know about Rick, but Scott is on horrible terms with the company. He's on horrible, horrible terms. Yeah, but he's Rick's every- son. I, I know, but I'm saying still last name is Steiner, and, and no offense to Braun, but when you think Steiner, I instantly think Big Papa Pump is your hookup. Fair. Ain't nobody like uh, ain't nobody like the Big Bad Booty Daddy, Scott Steiner, and he's on horrible terms with the company. He won't even sign a Legends deal because he says it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Um. But that's that's where it is. So I don't know if that might have something to do with it. But if if they keep giving Braun matches like this, his name won't matter, and it, it'll sell. It can be the most ridiculous name in the world because think about it; it doesn't sound ridiculous now. But if it, if a man named the Undertaker debuted today, we'd go what? I mean, look at so, look at the Viking Experience or the Viking Raiders or. Honestly, Vikings, here's the other one. The Viking machine. L.A. Knight. Yeah, we laughed Eli profusely so at that. Yeah, Eli Drake is so much better. Uh, Imperium defeated the debuting Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, and I gotta tell you, Napper, I like these kids. They I have a too. they have a banger of a team song. Country fried. I, I like this a lot. What'd you think of this? Is this is one of those times where I was like, thank God that they're bringing in some of these new guys because it's like, good lord, where have some of these guys been? Because it's, you know, like we said with the Creeds and these guys, like man, some of these tag teams they're starting to bring in, they really got something going here, and these guys are no different. I think they showed they got a lot of talent. They're definitely they seem like they're pretty good on the mic, not the greatest, but they're pretty good on the mic. And they can they can go, and so that's all you can ask for out of a tag team. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see this tag team division kind of get a little bit of a boost in the arm. I think it kind of needed that after a while. I, I think they were kind of struggling because it seemed like it was the same tag teams. It was Legato da Fantasma. It was MSK. It was Imperium. You know, they had this the same people over and over again. So I'm glad they're kind of mixing it up a little bit. I, I agree. I, I think this influx of new talent is, is cool, maybe a little bit too much in one night, as McCarthy alluded to before he made his gracious exit. But I do. I like this influx of new talent, and I like the NXT 2.0. B-Fab defeated Katina Cortez, uh, Katrina Cortez, pardon me. Uh, 
I don't have a whole lot to say about her debut. I didn't care. Whatever. Um, I don't think it makes her any better or worse. Uh, any thoughts for you? No, just that I was in the same boat. I, I, I'm trying to get into the, the hit row thing. It's still it's it's just not me. It's not my it's not my style. So it's kind of hard to get into it. I, I do like the feud with Legato de Fantasma. I like that they added a female to the Legato de Fantasma to kind of combat that. I do enjoy the feud they've got going on, but them by themselves, I just at times I just find them more annoying than entertaining. And it, it seems like they're going over the top just to be over the top. And it, it, to me, it's not hitting. It might be hitting for other people, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, they should completely do away with it. If people like it, that's their prerogative, and it, that's totally fine. It, it's just mm-hmm. not my thing. So I, I didn't that's... care. I, I, it is what it is. She looked pretty good, but I, I, I didn't care. Yeah, I, did, I didn't care either. Carmelo Hayes introduced Trick Williams. I thought this completely missed the boat. I didn't like it at all. I didn't know what they were going for. I hated this. Uh, it, this this absolutely sucked. I thought it was atrocious. I thought it was the worst segment of the night, to be honest with you. Uh, what were your thoughts? I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I, I This was actually worse than the, the Hit Row thing. Um, because it, it never made any sense. First off, I don't understand the correlation. Maybe that's just because I didn't pay that much attention to the Breakout Star Tournament. But this was all over the place. Nothing they really said made any sense. And then they kind of went back against each other. Made it seem like they were going to feud for a minute. And then the friends again. And then they just beat somebody up. But like half of the promo that they were giving didn't make any sense at all. It was just like crappy catchphrases like half the time is just crappy catchphrases and believe me I love crappy crappy catchphrases if I could say that right into one single sentence I like catchphrases but these were dumb and it just you don't need to repeat it five times unless you're like the rock and you actually have a catchphrase that people like it was just yeah I, I definitely hated this I yeah, this was this was miserable. I hope they do better, but if but if it doesn't get any better next, then this is gonna fail so fast. All right, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose defeated Casey, Caden, and Saray. What do you think of the new Mandy Napper? <sighs> I'm sorry, you were saying what? The new Mandy uh, what happened? I blacked out. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo! I know yeah. we just talked about Ric Flair and probably shouldn't ever bring it up ever again, but woo! Uh, this was this was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think how I can say this nicely. <laughs> I'm kind of struggling. She looks good. She looks great. Yeah. Really great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like the tan. Tan is nice. The hair is nice. It, honestly, you know, all joking aside, it did make me take Mandy Rose a little bit more seriously. I, 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 she just has the look of meanness across her face now. Like, she just seems more ag- aggressive. And I don't know why that highlighted this a little bit more, but it really did. I, I thought she did it really well. I, I like the, the combination. 
I like the you know the faction. What do they call it? Toxic toxic attraction or something like that. I think is what they're calling themselves. Yep, that's so, it. So I like it. I dig it. I think it could be fun. We don't really have a lot of female factions in WWE anymore. For a while there, it seems like we had fifty. So I can dig it. I think it'll be fun, and hopefully this means big things for Mandy Rose because I do think she has the talent. She puts in the work. She, you can clearly see it by some of her matches. She seems like she's trying to make an effort, and that's all you can ask for. So hopefully this means good things yeah. for. Her. Yeah, I, look, uh, I think all can decide. Uh, you know, being as professional as possible. I think it's a great new look for Mandy Rose. And I think it could give her uh, an air of legitimacy she didn't have. You know, she was, you know, she was kind of the, you know, the, the, for lack of a better term, the, the, you know, the hot, dumb blonde, at least that's how she was kind of portrayed on Raw. And then, so maybe this gives her an air of legitimacy a little bit. Uh, I still wonder how Marilyn Manson isn't suing WWE because it sure sounds like Sweet Dreams in that theme song plays. Uh, But, but maybe not, maybe not. All right. Lastly, for because you got to kind of gloss over Ridge Holland getting a win. That's great, but I mean he defeated Drake Maverick in, in, in quick, quick fashion. Uh, lastly, the Creed brothers dominated again. What do you think of the Creed brothers this week? Getting better and better, baby. I just I want to see more of them. I I'm sure at some point they're going to be tag team champions. And again, you know, it really has that American Alpha vibe to me. The only difference is this time they're not. They have a manager. They're not talking, and that's totally fine. I like them being a part of the Diamond Mind. I think that's a good touch. They don't have to talk. We we've said that about plenty of people in wrestling. They don't have to talk. If you can give them a mouthpiece, and I think they've got one, they will do just fine. Keep this up. I would like to see them. For they've done what two kind of filler matches at this point. They've had two squash matches. I think I want to see one more squash match, and then I want to see them maybe take on a more credible challenger. I I agree. It's it's uh, another squash match or two, but then you gotta you know you gotta start facing the grizzled young veterans and guys like that. All right. So Tuesday's live revamp edition napper of NXT 2.0 drew 777,000 viewers on USA Network, according to the the Nielsen ratings. That is up. 28.112% 28.112% from last week's taped episode, which drew just six, a little over 600,000 viewers. Uh, the NXT 2.0 drew a 0.21 in that key 18 to 49 demo. That was up 50% from last week. Uh, th- this week's demo represents 275,000 viewers, where last week was just 185. What do you think of those numbers? I think it's great. I think it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully they can only go up from there. Um, but I, I was impressed. I thought they... I, I, I'm i not surprised by the numbers because I thought they did enough that they should have had better numbers this time. And we'll see if it gets any better from here, but they're going to have to... I think now that Tommaso is back as champion, that's going to give them a little bit more of a boost, especially like we said, it, the, depending on who he faces for his first challenge, that's going to be a good step in the right direction. But they've got to... I think they added a little bit too much of the new guys as we talked about, and I think if they can add some of that old talent back in there and kind of shuffle around a little bit, it's going to make it a little bit better. Get some of those names we've seen before back on the show and uh, just kind of integrate them. So, other than that, I thought it was great. 
No doubt, no question. And, and of course, we'll keep you updated on everything NXT 2.0. Anything else you want to touch on before we before we move it along? Nope. Uh, just a, just a programming note. Uh, we do know that it is coming close to that 8 p.m. hour where we usually bid farewell, but due to due to uh, some scheduling changes and starting late, we're going to go till 8:30, 8:45, somewhere in that ballpark, uh, and you know, we'll have you till then. Uh, you can you can watch us as you're watching NXT. I've got my DVR set. Uh, so we will comment on that fully next week. But Napper, first, before we move on to SmackDown, there's a we, we already saw it a little bit on this episode, but there's a there's a nice event, close, dear to your heart, walk, run, roll. Tell us about it. Maybe show us a video. Good talk, buddy. Can't hear you. I'm trying. Jeez, that stinking mute button. Uh, yes, I will mm-hmm. definitely tell you about the Walk, Run, Roll for Cosma. The Central Ohio Spina Bifida Alliance uh, it is near and dear to my heart. I do have Spina Bifida myself. Uh, they have done amazing work, not only for me, but also for anybody that is in the Central Ohio area that has Spina Bifida. Um, they do great work. It's been a lot of fun. This is the 15th anniversary of the Cosma Walk, Run, Roll 5K. Uh, and this year, we went virtual last year. They get to go in person, live and in person this year. So that's going to be awesome to get out and get in front of everybody again and have an actual 5K and actually get to be side-by-side with a bunch of people. Um, But this year is special not only because it's the 15th year anniversary, but they're doing something a little bit different this year. They're doing a theme, and this year's theme is Superhero. Uh, So if you want to sign up, all the information is on the To The Turnbuckle Facebook page or on my own personal Facebook page under my name, Travis Knapper. Uh, Or you can check them out on Cosma's Facebook page, which is just Cosma, Central Ohio Spina Bifida Alliance. Uh, All that information, like I said, is actually on our Facebook page if you want to get to their Facebook page. So check it out. If you're in the Central Ohio area, please sign up. It's $25 for individuals, $15 if you want to do a team or family rate. Uh, They do all that, and the registration online ends on October 12th, but you can still register on the same day as the event. So Saturday, October 16th. Check it out. All right. Well, with that, let's talk a little Friday Night Smackdown. But, yes, check out Cosba. It's a great, great cause. Uh, let's get everybody lined up and get out of the damn house, huh? So let's let's uh, check out Friday Night SmackDown. First for Friday Night SmackDown, Mr. Napper, Becky Lynch crashed Bianca Belair's homecoming celebration, and it featured the return of one Kane. He, uh, you know, the mayor of Knox County popped on in there because he's a big league. It's got to be and- Kane! It, it sure was Kane. What would you think of the crashing of the homecoming celebration featuring... The big red machine. I was mad. I was disappointed. They had that big giant key that looked like they made it out of cardboard, and nobody got it smacked over their back. How do you have a prop that freaking huge, and nobody uses it? You have two of arguably the strongest women in your company, at least one of them, in Bianca Belair. And she doesn't mm-hmm. take the humongous key and whack it over the back of Becky Lynch. Come on. If, if Becky would have did it, she'd have been the biggest heel in the company. Cause she did it in look, Bianca's Kane, hometown. Look, maybe Kane said, hey, maybe Kane said, hey, it's not in the budget. Not in the budget for this county. They need a better budget, because it looked like it was made out of cardboard. 
I miss Kane. It was great to see him. You can imagine how happy I was. Uh, given my affinity for The Undertaker, you know I love Kane as well. Uh, so I'm sure you thought of me when you saw the big red son of a, you know mm-hmm. what. So did you think of me now? Yes, of course I did. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I thought the celebration was okay. Uh, how's the Becky Lynch heel hitting you? Uh, I muted myself again. I like it. I'm not too fond of the outfit changes all of a sudden. Like, just go back to being the man. It's fine. You don't have to change your look. Like, why are we doing that? I don't really care that much about the look, but it just seems weird. Like, mm-hmm. now we're dressing in big, poofy red coats and bright yellow leather jackets. Like, why? You're changing up her look for what reason? I know she dressed up in weird, like, you know, steampunk-style clothing, but now it seems like we've gone on the other side of the spec. It's just weird. It doesn't fit the character, it seems like. So, I, I don't particularly like that, but that's kind of probably just a dumb nitpick. Other than that, I think... Because she, she's a... Yay! Uh, other than that, I think she's doing very well on the promos. I don't think that's an issue. I, the story is not really an issue because they're doing it perfectly. She's not accepting the challenges up until she had to. Um, but again, like, if she'd have just taken the big freaking key, whacked it over the back of Bianca Belair in her hometown, boom, massive heel in front of her family. Her family was there. She, she should have slapped him. God's sake, and he could play Chatter Citizen's arrest. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, she could have slapped one of them. That could have worked. She could have slapped Kane. Uh, Yeah, maybe the the big red monster comes out and chokeslam to Becky Lynch. Nah, well, yeah, yeah. I guess in today's world it doesn't fly, but he's done it a lot back in the day. I mean, he did punt a baby. Or no, that was Schnitzky. Seth Rollins put the blame... Edge's injury on us, the WWE Universe. Napper, we're doing this again, and I'm, I'm. Sometimes the WWE creative should mean the WWE creative that we're just going to rehash the same idea in three months. This is what? Why are we doing this again? Your your guess why? is as good as mine. I have no earthly idea. And the funny thing is, I... Because how, how did the Rey Mysterio feud start? They had an issue, and then whose fault was it, It Napper? was Rey. It was Rey all along. It was his fault. His fault that he lost his eye. It's his fault for pushing me. Yeah, I don't... I, and, if it wasn't, and if it wasn't his fault, it was our fault for cheering him, yeah. right? I don't know. Why don't, are we doing this again why are we doing like and Seth Rollins is so good don't get me wrong it's not like it's bad it's just it hasn't been that long since it's been done do you agree yeah, it's been like a year if even that yeah it, we're doing okay. this again that's that's all we got that's it period end of story finito that's yeah. all we got any thought any, any thoughts on it I mean, it sucks because the promos he's given aren't that half bad, but at the same time, I I do. I find myself wondering, why are we doing this all over again? Why is he repeating the same thing over and over again? Plus, we all saw the report that Edge was going to be out for like 
couple months. So how are they going to drag this out for a couple months if he's quote unquote healing? So I I don't have a clue, and here's the problem. Neither do <laughs> sad they don't. But true. If they sad had a plan, events told. If, if Vince told me we got a plan, I'd say Vince, you're lying to me, brother. I don't think you do. I would slap. I would we'll slap see. him because he's lost his mind. But uh, uh, I don't think there's a plan there. All right, Biggie and Finn Balor defeated the Usos. What do you think of this? What do you think of the Finn Balor Roman Reigns story thus far? I thought it was great last week. Now I'm not so sure. Um. I don't understand the need for Big E to be involved. I don't understand the reason for them to have to even be anywhere near each other when it comes to him and Roman. I understand what they're building towards. I'm not stupid. I know they're building towards Summer or Survivor Series. Why are we building the Survivor Series now? You really think you needed this much time to build New Day versus the Bloodline? Come on, don't be stupid. You know that you could have sold that a week in advance and it still would have sold because it's the freaking New Day and it's the Bloodline. You don't need to do a freaking month in advance booking to get this over. Especially when you just brought back the Demon. And now we're overshadowing it because, oh my god, Big E, the WWE Champion, which I love, by the way... Is now taking over the spotlight of Finn Balor because God, why? I don't. I'm I'm befuddled by it myself. I don't understand it. I have no idea. Um, at this point, should we just end the brand split? Uh, I would have told you no, but then I watched Monday Night Raw, and they had probably one of their best shows in a flipping year, so yeah, we probably should. Like, let's just put everybody everywhere, and that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be everywhere every single week, but we can have a nice influx of... Oh, Roman's on Raw this week. Oh, Finn's on Raw this week. You know, why I mean, not? with as many people as they've let go, I'm surprised they haven't realized, man, we're kind of short on people now. We should probably just get rid of the, bla- the brand split because we can't really put people on two different brands because we got rid of half of them. It's not like they haven't done it before. Sometimes the brand split's been a big deal. Other times it, other times it hasn't. Uh, you know, mattered at all. Other times it's been everything. So I, I think it's time to go into one of those periods where you see both of them again and you can build towards matches on Raw and SmackDown and, of course, the pay-per-view. I, I, I think it's time to, and it doesn't mean forever, but I mean for now, for this era. So we'll see if that takes place, but I, I doubt it. What say you in the comments? Do you want to see the brand split end or should the brand split keep on going? Of course, it's probably going to keep on going because the draft is on the 1st of October and the 4th. All right, Rick Boogs defeated Robert Roode, Apollo Crews, and Commander Aziz. He attacked King Nakamura and Boogs. I put this in here just from McCarthy, and then he had to go. I know. I was so looking forward to bringing up the fact that Rick Boogs uses the Boogs Crews, which is mm-hmm. a very, very serious issue with one McCarthy, whose uh, good friend, uh, Travis O'Connor, 
uses mm-hmm. a move called the Bruise Cruise. So uh, they look they look damn they, similar. They, they, do. they really do. Damn similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that new like three D technology or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tony Storm, and any thoughts on the segment though before we move on? All right. Uh, Tony Storm and Liv Morgan defeated Carmella and Zelina Vega by count out. So did Zelina Vega just come back to lose? Uh, initially, probably not. They probably did have a plan for it. And then they're like, uh, we're going to fire your husband. We don't really care about you. We just brought you back because we thought it would keep him around. But then we decided we don't want him anymore. So we don't really have anything for you. So have fun losing. I don't know. But then again, like... This is the thing with wrestling. They they have people lose like twenty matches in a row, and then mm-hmm. a year later they're freaking world champion. So I, I I have no idea. She could win the Royal Rumble for all I know. I have no clue. She, she might. really might. She, she really might. might. I'm like not even joking. Sami Zayn defeated Dominic Mysterio. We're finally starting to really plant the seeds for a Mysterio versus Mysterio collision. Or, do you want to see this match, Dominic versus? I Drake? do, but I don't want to see Dominic versus Sami Zayn fifty million more times to get there. Please, God, make it stop. I feel like I'm watching the Angel Garza saga all over again. It's Angel Garza versus Rey Mysterio. What happens next week? It's Angel Garza versus Rey Mysterio. What's happening next week? It's Angel Garza versus Dominic. Oh wow! Well, at least they mixed it up. Why? And then what happens next week? <laughs> And then what happened next week? Rey Mysterio versus Angel Garza. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it tricked me. I believed it. Uh, so the next week will be Do- uh, next week going to be Rey. Rey versus Sami Zayn. Then the week after that to be Dominic versus Zayn again. So looking forward to that. Not really. Please never. I don't want to see this match again for a year. One Make year. It stop. I think one year is fair. <laughs> I mean, I understand. It's got to happen. Like, here's the thing. We just talked about this last week or the week before that Sami Zayn's contract is mm-hmm. expiring. I don't think you're really convincing him to stay if you put him in the same match 50 weeks in a row. <laughs> but if he wins and has good chemistry with the fellow man. <laughs> We're going to put you in the same match five times. But here's the thing. You win. What do you think? We're we're putting you over, pal. Damn it! Remember all those matches you no. lost. We're gonna give them. We're gonna give you all the wins back. Here's the thing: is there any You're, is there any chance that Sami Zayn stays past his no. contract? No, especially not after this. Dear God, if he does, he's a saint. Bad or an idiot, one of the two. The only reason I can see him staying is if Kevin stays, and I honestly don't even see that happening. The only one that we talked about last week that I think stays is Johnny, and I don't even think it's because he really wants to. I think it's because of Candace. That's fair. Uh, women will make you do a whole lot of things. Well, she's, there ain't no doubt I mean, about that. Know, but she's pregnant, so mm. got to go where the money is. I mean, yep, absolutely. 
All right, as we head towards uh, the rare 8 o'clock hour for To the Turnbuckle, let's talk some Monday Night Raw. But before we do that, I want to remind you, you know, I know we plug merch, our own merch, but don't forget to go to Heel Turn Earn Wrestling on Pro Wrestling Tees. The more shirts they sell, the more room they can make. And if you want, if you are like, I really like Pro Wrestling Tees, I'd love it if some To the Turnbuckle stuff was on there. Then go buy some heel turn wrestling stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees. They have their own store. All you got to do is search it. There it is. Has that lovely logo right there. You buy a shirt there, that means they can make more shirts and put them on the store, which would mean we could have some two of the turnbuckle merch right there on the store. And look, we love, we love multiple revenue streams, folks. So if you're like, man, I really like Pro Wrestling Tees and I really like two of the turnbuckle. But they're not on Pro Wrestling Tees. Well, if you go buy some Heel Turn Wrestling merch, you can make that happen for us. So go to HeelTurnWrestling.com. Go, go to their Pro Wrestling Tee store. Again, just search Heel Turn Wrestling in, in the search bar on Pro Wrestling Tees and buy some merch. You can get yourself a heel and face podcast shirt of our own big Stevie C representing uh, you'll be sure to be sure to tune into his show each and every Sunday, 5 p.m. All right, let's talk raw. How was that plug, Napper? Wasn't my best, but it wasn't too bad. Good talk. I, mean, I was doing uh, the thumbs up, and then I did the to the side. Yeah, nice. It was okay. It, it wasn't great, but but but, but it's all right. All right, let's talk Raw. Universal Champion Roman Reigns and SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos defeated the New Day. What do you think of this kickoff to Monday Night Raw? I thought it was incredible. Uh, one of the more star-studded kickoffs I think they've had for a long while. I enjoyed it, and I was surprised. Like I know, I didn't really watch SmackDown in order, so I didn't know that this match was going to take place. So when they thought, said that the bloodline, the bloodline was going to be on Raw, I was like, "What?" And then I realized after I watched SmackDown, oh, they alluded to this. Got it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I I, I was yeah. glad I actually didn't watch it because I was pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, the bloodline showing up yeah. on Raw. Cool. Got to watch her in order. Look, I enjoyed it as well. I did. I absolutely thought it was good. And look, it, it, it did okay in the ratings. I would expect we see more of Roman Reigns on Monday Night Raw. Uh, it... So as much as I don't like to acknowledge the tribal chief, you got to give credit where it's due. And then he was in the main event as well. Roman Reigns defeated Big E and Bobby Lashley in a triple threat. What'd you think of the triple threat? Same thing. I thought it was incredible. I wasn't surprised that Roman ended up winning. I figured that was the route they were going to go because, like we said, you know, I I, I feel like I, I can understand what they're building towards. They're building towards Survivor Series probably. Uh, with Roman versus probably Big E, and that's fine. But why are we gaslighting this now instead of saving it for next month after the pay-per-view next week? But, you know, at the same time, it was a really good match. I I was glad to kind of see it for free, even though, you know, I have the network, so I still get to see it anyway, but... I was glad to kind of get to see it for free. It's one of those rare matches where you get lucky and they just they put it on TV. And thankfully, that Raw has to go up against Monday Night Football, so we get these kind of matches. So hopefully, this is a sign yeah. to come for Raw. 
Yeah, look, uh, as much as Monday Night My Football hurts the raw ratings and hurts the demo and all that, and so AEW Marks can go, we're beating them in the demo. Um, it, it's it's creating some great, great, great matches, no doubt about it. Here, I do have one gripe, though, Mr. Napper. You want, want to know my gripe? Yes, I do. We're going to Extreme Rolls this Sunday, and I promise I'd be griping if, it, if we weren't attending. Uh. The WWE title does not have a match at Extreme Rules right now. Big E doesn't have one. Why? Because they waited to the last possible second to give him the belt, and now we can't book anybody to face him. Yeah, you can. There's a man that just had the belt. His name is Bob Lashley. So I'm calling the Almighty. Yeah, he's busy. He's 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 busy. You know, MVP's got that well, whole well, rib thing. He's not on the card either. He's not on the card either. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't understand it. I don't get why they're not. It's it's, it's stupid. Stupid. Stupid is stupid. what it is. Stupid is what it is. Stupid. Don't you agree? I, do. I agree. It's All very right. stupid. <clears throat> yes. Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair played mind games of her own with Alexa Bliss. Now, I know we swore that we would never ever speak of said plane ride allegation, all that again. We will only speak of the developments that happen with whatever takes right. place, right? Right. So we're going to talk so, about it, aren't we? Here's the thing. So, here's my thing. Here is my thing. Um, here's my thing. We are going to talk about it, but from a different angle. Okay. Uh, I understand where I'm coming from here. Uh, I'm just going to ask it. Her last name is Flair. That's who she is. She's Ric Flair's daughter. We On this show, we used to say that at nauseum because they reminded us at nauseum. I do. You recall those days? Is it best to maybe have her lose on Sunday and write her off TV for a month or two while the freshness of this blows over? Because let's be honest, while I'm not saying they'll move on quickly enough to let Ric Flair be a regular appearance in a month or two, but they'll move on in terms of the freshness and there'll be other things to be mad at. And unfortunately, people are going to be screwing up. But as long as Charlotte Flair is on Monday Night Raw for the next few weeks, when we see Flair, when we hear the remnants of the theme song, when we hear the woos, we're going to think of the Nature Boy, right? So do you think that maybe the best course of action is this Sunday she drops the belt and goes bye-bye for a month or two while this cools off? I hope not. Um, as the old saying goes, I don't think the daughter should pay for the sins of the father. Uh, I hope not. I really do. I really hope that's not the case. I, I do think she should lose. I do think that Alexa Bliss would be a good per- a good opponent to beat her. And I think it's a good rub for Alexa Bliss to put her back in the spotlight where she belongs. But it's not because I think mm-hmm. that Charlotte Flair should go away. I don't have any problem with Charlotte Flair being on the television. And I, you know, 
would we make the connection? Sure, but I, is the general wrestling casual wrestling fan going to make the connection and demonize her for the sins of the father? If they do, they're stupid because it's not her fault. It's not her fault sure. for what happens with Ric Flair. She's not in charge of Ric Flair. She's his daughter, not his wife. Uh, so I, I don't think that it's it's necessary. Could they do it? Absolutely. Is it justified? Maybe, to just to kind of save face. And if they want to protect her, if they feel like that's something they need to do, I can understand that. If they feel like they need to make that call. Right. But I don't think that it's necessary because I don't. she can take care of herself. Right, right. I'm just saying that, you know, because no matter what, when you think Flair, you're going to think Rick. And I don't have any issue with thinking about that because – but I understand we're in, we're in a, it's a tough time right now, and uh, PR is a big deal in today's world. Maybe not to you or to I. That you know, I'm not offended at the name Ric Flair. I'm not going to be. I don't think you are either. Are you? Nope. Uh, so, so, but but we're not everybody. You and I, we're not we're not cancelers. We we share that in common. Yeah, so I just wonder if they might just to save face, get her off TV for a little bit while this thing while this thing cools off a little bit, because uh, the world moves on fast. It doesn't mean good or bad; it just means they do. So, what'd you think of the promo? And uh, I started to get a little queasy when Alexa went. You want to get personal? I went, oh boy, oh boy. What'd you think of it? I thought the promo was great, uh, specifically from Alexa Bliss. Excuse me. And I, I love, you know, yeah, I, I kind of got nervous too when she said, you want to get personal? And I was like, oh shit, where are we going with this? Show had just come out, episode was fresh. Oh, goody, they're going to self-deprecate. Uh, someone hold me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I went, Rick, I hope you're not watching. Yeah, I got real nervous. But no, they did a really good job. I and mean, Alexa did a really good job of, you know, it's a good point. If Alexa, or if Charlotte Flair doesn't have the title, who is Charlotte Flair? It was a great question. It was a great part to add to the layer of the character of not only Alexa Bliss, but to Charlotte Flair. Because... All we've ever seen is your new Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Your new SmackDown Champion, Charlotte Flair. Your new NXT Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. We've never just seen straight up your opponent, Charlotte Flair. And so it adds an extra level to it. I love the mind games. I love the back and forth. This this even proves even more this was the right direction to go with Alexa Bliss. She's the right person to be in contention for that title because this feud is doing wonders for both these women because I think both these both these women are doing amazing on the mic, doing amazing back with the promos, with the bits, with the segments. I'm invested in the story. I want to see what happens and they really haven't even really got physical. I mean, they've had a couple fights here and there, but they've really not gotten that physical to the point where it's like you want to see them beat the crap out of each other. You, I just want to see what happens next. I agree. I think they're doing a great job of selling it. We, of course, will make our predictions on the match as we close the show here in uh, approximately a half hour or so. 
Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash are the new Raw WWE Women's Tag Team Champions after defeating Natalya and Tamina. What do you think of this? An odd couple, another odd couple getting a set of belts. It's odd, but you know it's kind of nice that they're at least giving them something to do. Uh, because I kind of worried about them, and I worry about like Shayna and Nia and what's going to happen with them once that feud goes away or goes away as it seems like it maybe already has with Shayna. Uh, but, you know, they're giving them something to do, and I think it's fine. It is weird. It's a very odd pairing. I don't know if I really buy into it in the long run. Um, you know, it was nice what they, they let them be able to do with the Connors cure at the beginning. But, I don't know. It just seems too weird. I know that... It's two different sides, and it does kind of fit that whole odd couple formula of really over babyface meets this grungy type character that should never be friends, but for some reason are. I like it, but at the same time, you can only go so so far with this, and it sucks because both these women deserve to be in the title picture, and there's nowhere else for them to really go except being in a tag team. Well, maybe it, maybe it probably will. Sure. You know, that's totally fine. I have no, I have no quarrel, quarrel if it does work. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Randy, Randy Orton is certainly, and and Matt Riddle certainly works, bro. Yes, it does, bro. Bro. Speaking of one of the bros of RK, bro, Randy Orton, he faced AJ Styles. What'd you think of that match? As classic of a match as I expect out of these two get gentlemen. Um, I am kind of nervous because I, I know we've talked about it and we kind of poke fun at you because you you know always bring it up. But I have to admit, I might be jumping on the train with you. I'm getting a little bit worried about AJ Styles and all the matches he keeps on losing. At some point, the man's got to get a win, right? You would think, please. He happens to be who I believe is the best in-ring wrestler on this planet as we speak. And yeah, I'm extremely frustrated by the fact that he continues to lose big matches when realistically he would win a lot of big matches and has won a lot of big matches, even in the WWE. But all of a sudden he is being a... He is being lost in, in the cog, so to speak. Kind of hope he and Omos get split up. I'm not going to lie about it. I'd like to maybe see uh, one go stay on Raw, one go to SmackDown. Because it, it, just, it, it just isn't working anymore. It's not that it's not interesting to see Omos you know, play Hulk <laughs> Smash. But at the detriment of that, you're, you're losing... You know, not entire value by any stretch, but you're certainly taking a little bit of shine off of AJ Styles, and that's maybe again, maybe my fandom getting in into me a little bit. But he's so good, and he should be a top heel or face of the company. And right now, that's just not where he is. He's losing as much as Jeff Hardy is, just in more competitive fashion. So that's that's my big complaint is is I think he he needs W's but but he puts a a great performance time and time again and I, I'm I'm always always entertained by watching him and you're right this is a you know it's a WrestleMania worthy main event right there 
that's what that is, and that was your mid card on and all. Think about that. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles was a was a, not a filler match, but not the selling point of Monday Night Raw. Pretty incredible. All right, next, Shayna Baszler defeated Nia Jax. You know, I'm very critical of Nia Jax. I, I often am. But I want to give credit where credit is due. She sold this beat down like her life depended on it and made you feel it. And if you didn't feel some sort of, of sympathy for Nia Jax, I'm not sure you have a soul uh, because she sold it and sold it and sold it and sold it. And she screamed to high heaven like few others have. We, we often are critical of her. She's had a lot of issues in the ring as far as safety goes. But I think it's only fair to point out that, boy, did she bring it this time. And, and man, did she hit the nail on the head with selling the beatdown by Baszler. And she sold it as well by being conflicted with the beatdown, but going through with it because that's what she felt she had to do to get back to the top. Uh, what do you think? Of yeah, I like that little twist that they added at the end where you saw Shayna start to almost cry. I thought that was a good element to it, and it really sold the, the conflicting part in her brain. That, you know, Hey, that's my tag team partner I just beat the crap out of, and I, I, I basically almost tried to end her career, but I did it because I need to go up to the top. I need to be back to where I know I belong. So it was really good. Really good story. Glad to see this finally came to a head. No offense to these two women. I thought they were a decent tag team, but God, it's so good to see them finally broke up again. Uh, but no, you absolutely are correct that Nia Jax deserves all the credit in the world for the way she sold this. She screamed. It made me uncomfortable, dude. It, it was it was incredible how much she really sold the pain of the beatdown that she received. And it made it believable. And, you know, not that it wasn't already believable because it's Shayna Baszler and we all know that she could probably twist all of us into a fine pretzel and uh, just damage our bodies 20 million different ways. But at the same time, Nia Jax is a pretty big monster of a of a wrestler. And so it was a good moment, good story, and they did really well of ending this feud or ending this story of a partnership the way they did. Completely agree. Surprised they didn't hold off to a pay-per-view yeah, to have a big match. Though. Maybe they I will. Think, maybe they will. I, I, think, I, I think we'll get there. We, we could see that. It, it's at... Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be... Um, I don't think it's going to be this week, obviously, but maybe to Extreme Rules. Um, so... So... We'll see on that, but uh, got, we, we're very critical on Nia Jax, but we have to be fair. She really, really brought it as far as the selling goes, and I, she did a great job. made me uncomfortable as well, and that's what you want in that segment. So, let's lastly for all, let's talk Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo defeated Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Great to see Angel Garza come out of the Witness Protection Program. Uh, it's been a long time. What'd you think of this? Thank God. I've been crying and screaming and yelling for Umberto Carrillo to finally turn heel. Finally. Be away from the uber baby face that he is not. 
I know he's got the baby face, but he's not a baby face. The man can be a heel if you actually give him the time. And the uber baby face was just too over the top. So I'm really excited because I think not only pairing him up with Angel Garza is going to do wonders for him, but giving him a chance to show a little bit different side of his character. I think he does have a heel look to him. And if they can just work with that, I think this could work. Look, I think Angel Garza could be the next Eddie Guerrero. We've we've said that. We've talked about it before. As long as you have him on the roster, there's hope. But man, we're running out of time, and and he we they could make magic in the WWE with him if they so desire it. And he again proved it here. I don't like Humberto. I think he's as dry as he's as dry as unbuttered toast, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, Angel Garza I have a lot of faith in, and I, I do like the story of them teaming because they are legitimate cousins. So maybe maybe that'll maybe that'll get me to open up to him a little bit more. I hope to see more of them next week on Raw, even if it's another rematch where they win again. Just something to get Garza on TV. All right. So again, want to remind you we're on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. You want to hit that notifications bell. And look, if you want memes galore, some safe for work, some not so safe, go turn wrestling on Facebook. That's where you go. Uh, it's a big community, a lot of different opinions on wrestling, and, and we're allowed to share them right here. What I love about Heel Turn Wrestling is they don't tell us what to say or do, or, or you know, they don't tell us you'd better, you'd better, you know, make sure you condemn the hell out of Ric Flair and condemn this or condemn that or say this or say that or don't support Hogan. Nope, we've never been told that. Look, it's a great, great, uh, great bunch of wrestling fans where we just share our thoughts, share a bunch of memes, have a lot of fun. Again, go to Heel Turn Wrestling on on Pro Wrestling Tees. Type in the store, buy yourself some merch, and then we'll put some merch on there if you buy some merch. So scratch our back, we're going to scratch yours. How do you want that one, Mr. Never? All right, all right, okay. Well, hey. You can vouch. Does he'll turn wrestling say we can't say something? No, hell, they almost yeah. encourage you to say it. Yeah, let's talk a little dynamite. Adam Cole, Adam Cole defeated Frankie Kazarian his debut in in AEW in ring wise. I thought this match was good. It was solid. There was nothing. Uh, there was nothing not to like about it. But it was kind of your run of the meal opener. What? Yeah, think? same thing. I, it was a great match, but it was just kind of your run of the mill opener, like you said. It was nothing that special, but it was a good first match for Adam Cole. Thought a good first opponent. Uh, I like the. I still like the story time with Adam Cole, baby. I do enjoy that, so I I thought it was a good match. And then they obviously threw out the challenge. Him and the Young Bucks, the Super Click, is officially reunited. So that should be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, I agree. Looking forward to seeing some real substance with Adam Cole. And now let's talk about something that I never thought I'd have to type on this show, and that seems to be a theme this year. I'm not kidding you. MJF cut a promo on Brian Pillman Sr. I'm not kidding. 
Mr. Napper, did you think we'd ever have to discuss that? Uh, um, no, no, I didn't. And yeah. even more so, it was See, it was interesting. Seems to be the theme of the year. We keep having to type things we never thought. We'd I have mean, to that's carried over about. from last year. I never thought I'd have to say that K- uh, Christian Cage got back in a WWE ring. Edge gets back in a WWE ring. Ric Flair. Gets physical at certain yeah. points. Um, Tully has a match. Like, uh, it's just—it's been an interesting. CM time. Punk. I forgot the most obvious uh, one. <clears throat> so, what'd you think of the promo on the late? Great I mean, it was great because it's MJF and he knows how to cut a freaking promo. I mean the. Uh, Basically, talking to him in hell was a nice touch. Um, pretending that he was in heaven at first and then straight down to hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? Hey, I need you. I need to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, it was everything you expect out of an MJF promo. It, it's just you start to wonder what depths will MJF not go to in order to get over, in order to cut a promo, and to put butts in seats. And to be honest, I don't think that line exists. I don't think so either, And I, but I don't know how much further you can go unless we have a Brian Pillman hologram here real soon. Well, that'd be something. Uh, FTR uh, defeated uh, Dante Martin and, and Matt Seidel. This was so. This was a good match, but it was so yeah. random. Why do we have this match? Why, like, don't get me wrong; it's good. FTR can can have a good matches just to phone, get FTR but, over again, but, which is kind of stupid because they just had that long feud with Proud and Powerful. I I don't understand why. I don't understand it either. Why we had to feel like we had to build them back up again, but and didn't they? Didn't they talk about how they were they were going to take a sabbatical and kind of one for the room? For the longest time, there was reports they were thinking of retiring because we didn't know the extent of damage to uh, Dash Wilder's arm. Well, apparently that was all uh, all the crock. But uh, any thoughts on this match? Not really, because I, like you, I didn't understand why it was even taking place. It was good. Like I, I agree with you. I thought it was a good match, but at the same time, it was so random and so out of place where I was just like, okay, they don't really have a feud with either one of these guys. Why are we doing this match? I agree. Uh, just, again, I can watch uh, FTR. They could get a good match out of anybody. So, and it's not to say that Martin and Sadow are bad. I'm just saying that they're that good. Cody Rhodes returned and to attack Malachi Black. And oh, here we go. Here we're going to squash the momentum here. We're going to get a golden shovel, aren't we? Because Golden Boy Cody Rhodes thinks he's a much bigger deal than he actually really is. Napper, thoughts? My thoughts. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous, kind of worried, thinking that we're exactly going in that direction. Why is he back already? It's not been that long. Can we please keep him off TV for a little bit longer? 
a little bit longer, he can go home. Be a daddy. It's fine. We don't need him on TV that much. He's got to come back for the Roads to the Top reality show. Hopefully they do a little bit better job this time around of the uh, build-up of this story. Not holding my breath. I just, I just don't have any. I don't have any word. I don't have. I don't. Ha- I don't have any words because you know that Cody's about to win this match tomorrow night. You know it. You know it. And then what was it all for? Nothing. What's Nothing. Love got to do Nothing. Got to do with it. Nothing. Do you think Cody's winning tomorrow? I hope not. I think nope. he should win tomorrow. I don't think he should win. Period against Malachi Black. Do you think McCarthy will spin it next week? Oh, right down to the absolutely! And I'm gonna love it. <sighs> All right, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, they interrupted Dan Lambert, who was back on his game this week, I'll say. It was a solid promo. Um, what did you think of this? Why? I asked myself this a lot during this, this Dynamite episode. Why? We just talked about this, what, two weeks ago? Chris Jericho loses or wins. He's going to ride off into the sunset. It's going to take a little bit of time off. It's got Fozzie coming up. Why is Chris Jericho back on Dynamite Television? I don't get it. And more importantly than that, what the hell is he doing going against dumb damn Lambert? Dan Lambert. I like damn Lambert better, though. That sounds a lot better. Damn Dan Lambert. There you go. Why? But why is he going up against top team and the mid of the year? Like, you just beat MJF and got rid of him and basically got over that hurdle. You've bested the labors and y- you beat MJF in your quote unquote final fight that was for your retirement from AEW, and now you're fighting. Dan Lambert's team of lackeys. Why? Why? It was a great. It was a. Great it really was. Like, that's was the thing. Promo. The segment itself was entertaining. Like I, I don't disagree with that at all. I didn't hate the segment. I just didn't understand why. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. Um, but I, I do. I think Chris Jericho should take a break for at least three to four months. And and go do Fozzie and and take a rest and and just breathe. But if that's not what he wants to do, I guess it's his right. We'll see where that leads. But yeah, um, the chant was great. Uh, I love the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love the song. The song was pretty good. Gee. Yeah, the song was. It was a hit. But I am so sick of hearing Judas. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. I'm so like Dan Lambert was speaking to my soul. Look, I'm fine with hearing it as his theme song. I'm tired of them singing it. If I never hear them singing again, I'll right. be thrilled. I, I don't care anymore. Stop singing it. Stop it. 
But they're not going to. Uh, Jade Cargill defeated Layla Hirsch. Did you care? No, and I actually got, was kind of mad because it was like, didn't we already do this match? Why are we doing it again? And That's how I, I felt. I'll be honest. I actually skipped through yeah. it. I'm not even going to lie. I skipped through it because I man. knew what was going to happen. Good man. Team, Team Taz attacked CM Punk. Yay. Why? Uh, uh, like I know why, but but again, the feud is coming from. And it's not nowhere. even the good parts of Team Taz. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. No, it's, it's not Ricky not. Starks, and it's not Taz, and it's not Taz himself. It's Hobbs and Hook. Like anybody gives a damn. Look, frankly, and I'm not saying they can't be stars someday, folks, but right now. Nobody gives a shit about Hobbs and Hook. They can be stars someday, but today ain't that day. Maybe sometime soon. Uh, but maybe CM Punk will get them to be stars. Who knows? Who knows? By the way, was he not sucking his own ass on commentary all night long? Especially during the Adam Cole match. I had my fingerprints on the business. Adam Cole looked up to me. He sounded like Flair and Hogan. <laughs> he really did. He really did. Didn't that he? was like because they both they both think they laid the foundation for everything. And I'm like, like I'll give you your credit, but good lord! All of a sudden, CM Punk's turning into one of them. So that was weird. Did usually he's pretty humble. Uh, Darby Allen uh, defeated Sean Spears. We continue to get more teases of, of Sting and Tolly Blanchard, uh, which looks like it's going to happen. I think it's a. I think it's happening in full gear, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I do. I think it's happening in full gear. What do you think of Darby beating Sean Spears? That was a good match. I like the uh, the beatdown afterwards. I thought that was a good little. Good little old school beat down, but uh, among Darby Allen and Sting, and love the way they that uh, what they do pile driving. That made me nervous. Yeah, I didn't like the spike pile driver. That I didn't that, like that made me cringy. It, it it with Sting's neck issues. I don't care if he's cleared for it or not. Save a guy from himself. You know, I, you know, I don't care if the Undertaker is clear to dive over the top rope. I don't want him to dive over the top rope. Save a guy. Well, and like he already took the power bomb from Cage a while back. Like, no, yeah. he doesn't need to you keep know, proving himself. And like, we get it. Like, I don't care if Hulk Hogan is cleared for a singles match. If he ever has another match in his life, and he probably shouldn't, but if he does, it needs to be a tag team match. Whether I don't care what a doctor says, sometimes you just got to take, you got to save a guy from themselves. You know what I mean? So I, I do. I think you got to save a guy from themselves every now and again, and that's the way I feel on that. But the one thing I'll say this is for a shock and awe and heat, you know, FTR gets heat. But I didn't know the Pinnacle had a real issue with Sting. I thought Tolly Lanchard had an issue with Sting. In case all those young men don't know it, 
this thing's been going on a while. So uh, you let the two you let the two uh, elder adults sit at the table and and do their thing. Uh, it, do you do you think we get a one on one or is it going to be Darby Allen and Sting versus Sean Spears? I think and it's going to be a tag team match. That's probably the better call. And to be That's honest, it might not call. even be just but, two on two or three on three or whatever. It might be like five on five. Well, any time that we see in a legitimate match of any combination, Sting versus Tully Blanchard, number one, I will be smiling like SpongeBob when he's blushing. Number two, it'll be a, a what the hell's going on moment because it is 2021. Any final thoughts on the match between Darby Allen and Sean Spiritual? We're moving along. Nope. Good talk. Okay. Brian Danielson challenged Kenny Omega. They're going to headline AEW, uh, what is it, Grand Slam uh, in Queens? Yep, I forget. I keep forgetting you can't actually see me. But yeah, that's exactly yep. what they're going to do. Yep, you're <laughs> John Cena to me. And, and so... Is there any chance that Brian Danielson wins this match? Uh, I'm inclined to say yes, but I know I'm probably wrong. But I'm just I'm gonna stick with it. Yep. All right. What What do you think of the promo? I liked it. I'm very glad that they expressly hinted out that this is not going to be for the title. In time, maybe it will be, but right now it's not going to be for the title. So that is a good point. Um, and of course. Who doesn't love when you constantly refer to Don Callis as a carny piece of you-know-what? Yeah. <laughs> and quite honestly, they just called him a piece of you-know-what just just because. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard Daniel Bryan use so many obscenities in my life. I, I, I felt a little bit befuddled. I, 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 was, I thought he was so innocent. I was very, very disappointed. No, it was pretty cool. It was a good good moment. I like that they didn't have Kenny speak for a little while and kind of built it up. That was good anticipation. And then finally he grabs the microphone and speaks. Good story. Good setup. Should be a hell of a match. Looking forward to it. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Finally, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley defeated 2.0. Any thoughts there? Uh, I didn't really care because I knew what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to their match against, uh, is it Mizuku? Mm-hmm. And uh, Lance Archer. Yeah, I want to see that match. Where, where's Jake Roberts? I don't know. Dude, I'm scared. Didn't he just sign a, like, a new contract too? Yep. What the hell? Yep. What? You know I'm disappointed by that. What the hell? Apparently they don't want my merch money because they sure don't promote it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but maybe we'll see him uh, this week with Lance Archer, hopefully. The old snake. Maybe. Maybe. We, we'll keep you updated on that as well. All right. So there is one interesting note we have to we, we have to make note of before we get to Extreme Rules predictions. What's that? The Owen Hart Foundation is teaming up with AEW. Uh, he will have new... AEW uh, related official merch 
and 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 he will be in the AEW video game. Napper, thoughts on that? Sweet. I think it's a good move. It it you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek a little bit because you you never thought it was going to happen in WWE. It probably still will never happen in WWE, but of course it happens in AEW. Um. But at the end of the day, the fact is it's going to happen, and that in itself is the only reason why this is even remotely cool is because it's happening. Who cares about everything else? It's happening. It's going to be in a freaking video game. That's pretty cool. Uh, and I believe they're going to start a tournament in his honor as well, which is going to be really yeah, cool. Called the Owen. Yes, the Owen. The Owen Heart Cup. So, so new merch, a tournament, a video game. Are you going to buy some of that fine Owen Hart merch? I just might. I bought the t- the one T-shirt. I might I might have to see what kind of T-shirts they got. Add to my collection. We we shall see. We shall see. What do you make of of it? You know, there's a lot of people that are criticizing it because it's you know he has obviously he never got the chance to work there because uh, you know he's been gone for so long and and they're still a young company. Is this one kind of is this a big screw you to the WWE and Vince McMahon? That's why I say it's a little bit tongue in cheek because yeah, it uh, it does kind of feel like it's a little bit of a screw you. We won't work with you, but we will work with AEW somewhere where we have no affiliation to really whatsoever, whatsoever except connections to some of the wrestlers. But other than that, we had no real connection to AEW, Tony Khan, or the like. Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of, eh, screw you. But, but like I said, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Yes. Oh. Huh? Well, you know, I never thought we'd get to say the words, Owen Hart is all elite, but I guess Owen Hart is all, all elite. elite. Guess so. Uh, I wish, I, you know, I, I can't tell Martha how to feel. I haven't been in that position. But I wish so desperately that they would at least come to agreement to let him in the Hall of Fame. That's all I want. I do, too. I, I, I know I can't tell Martha how to feel. I ain't been in that spot. But I desperately want to see him in the WWE Hall of Fame. I do, too. So hopefully there comes a day on that. And Especially because you- at some point you imagine they're going to go physical with the Hall of Fame. There's been talks about yeah. it. They've planned for it, so it would be nice to see a bust Owen Hart in that Hall of Fame once they get there. Absolutely it would, and, uh, you know, uh, again, I understand that she has issues with promoting WWE in any way, shape, or form after the tragedy that took place. I respect that, even if I I disagree with her, I can respect it, because, again, I'm not in that spot. I ain't been there. But... But it, it there comes a time where it's it's it, I swear, like tell Vince he can't make a shirt off of it or whatever. Tell Vince he, it, tell Vince all they can do is promote him for the Hall of Fame because then it's just about honoring Owen and his contributions to the company and bringing some real closure. So I understand she doesn't want to help WWE make any money. I respect that, even if I disagree with her. I, again, I haven't been in that spot. Then make it to where Vince can't make any merch off of it. But but let let us all have that moment with Owen is all I wish you would do. That's it. That's all I want. So, but I'm not in that spot, so I'm not going to criticize it. All right. Is there anything on AEW Rampage you care to discuss before we get to Extreme Rules? No, sir. 
I do want to point out that AEW is rotating, is changing to a uh, rotating commentary team for some reason. Mark Henry's run was not very long. Uh, any thoughts on that? I did find that weird, and I found it even more weird that Ricky Starks is going to be included in on that. I don't understand that because he's not. That might be that might be bad news for his health. That's the only thing I could think of is why is he being put on that kind of deal? He did. They said he did misspeak when he said he's going to be the permanent replacement, but he will be part of a rotating uh, kind of panel of people on Rampage. Uh, odd to me because Mark Henry, to our knowledge, besides coaching, was brought in to be on Rampage, and now it appears that he's going to be completely off of Rampage. We'll see how that works. All right, before we get out of here, because we know we've ran long, it's been a complicated episode, let's make some extreme rules predictions. Liv Morgan versus Carmelo, my friend, who you got? Liv Morgan! Ditto. United States champion Damian Priest versus Sheamus versus the newly added Jeff Hardy. We didn't touch on that a whole lot. Who do you got? Give me Damien Priest. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jeff Hardy. I don't think they add him unless something. I think they. I think they realize the pushback they got for the 24/7 stuff. I think he and just I is there for the fall. Yeah. So, see, I I I think I think he's about to I think he's about to swoop in and steal this thing somehow. Just for a quick little run, I do. I believe that. We'll see. I'm going to take Jeff Hardy. I could be way wrong. Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. Who you got? Bliss. I have Alexa Bliss as well. I do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to give Charlotte a little breather for a month or two to let this whole Ric Flair situation cool down. I, that's my personal belief. We'll see if that happens. SmackDown Tag Team Champions: The Usos versus Street Province. Do we agree, Usos? No, I actually think Street Profits. Why? Because I think we're slowly going to start seeing potentially the end of the bloodline as champions. For a little bit. Thank, for a little bit. Thank heavens. Thank heavens. SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Do we have Lynch together? We do. All right. Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. It has been announced it's an Extreme Rules match. Who do you got, Mr. Gnarly Napper? Give me the Demon. You're going to go with the Demon? Yep. Going to get it done. Yep. Does Brock Lesnar make an appearance? No. Actually, you know what? All right. I, I take that back. Yes, I do think after the match is over. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you as well. I think the demon gets a shock upset victory. Thanks, thanks to Brock Lesnar because the Universal Championship isn't that important in this story. It's about you stole my man Paul Heyman. Well, if that happens, the roof of Nationwide Arena will explode. It may come unglued. So, with that, before we bid farewell, Napper, any final words? Uh just this. I cannot wait for this weekend. Uh, I know I'm going to be there. I think you are going to be there too, correct? And I will be. I do believe McCarthy is going to be there as well. So all 
of your boys at To The Turnbuckle will be at Extreme Rules. Cannot wait to give all of our experiences there. Looking forward to it. I've never been to a pay-per-view in Columbus, so I am very much looking forward to this. Looks like they gave us a pretty decent show, so I'm excited. This was a very interesting episode that we did today, and next week should be even more interesting, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm just hoping and praying that we don't have to talk about bad news of one of my of one of my wrestling heroes. I hope we don't have to talk about bad news at all. We talked about Gaffney passing away. We talked about 9-11 last week. We talked about Dark Side of the Ring this week. Can we not get bad news next week, please? Please? Let's hope so. Let's let's let all this cool off, and let's talk about the good news related to these individuals when the time is right. I'm tired. So with that, um, you know, again, I want to say unequivocally, that I do not condone or support or justify sexual assault in any way, shape, fashion, or form. I hope that everyone understands it's a very difficult topic and a very difficult conversation, and it can be very, very uh, challenging to properly convey how you feel if it doesn't sound like you're not condemning somebody. And And I'm not interested in condemning people. That's not who I am. You watch the show, you know that. But again, I want to unequivocally say none of us here to the turnbuckle think that that alleged act is okay, or we support it, or we justify it. It's it's about let's be better human beings to every human being, no matter of stature, race, creed, none of that matters. Let's be better human beings. So with that, I want to remind you to, to just take a moment and be the reason somebody smiles today. And I pray that we don't have bad news to report on for a long, long time. Unfortunately, it comes with this gig sometimes. But uh, And we'll keep you updated on everything that takes place with Flair and Dreamer and their futures when there's news to report. And if, uh, if for some reason it's warranted to talk about all this again, we will. But hopefully we never have to discuss this ever again. And again, we, we do apologize if we offended or anyone got a little squeamish. It's a difficult topic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we love everybody, and uh, our heart goes out to any victim of sexual assault. And uh, just, just again, be better people, and let's be the reason someone smiles today. And we'll see you next week right here on To the Turnbuckle. We're out of here. God, let's have some good news throughout this week. Let's have a great week of wrestling, in-ring wrestling. Uh, we'll be right back next week, next Tuesday, on the regular time, five day, probably from the studio. That's Travis Snapper. I'm Logan Morris. We'll see you next time. The bell rings. Ding, ding. <laughs>